You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And we're back. This is Amy Julian and Karen Gibis uh, broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Rap- excuse me, Rapid City, South Dakota. We've just had a wonderful conversation. Fascinating. Oh, my goodness. You know, the tagline coming in says, uplifting and inspiring stories. And, boy, if Danielle doesn't inspire you with her story about NFP and her um, coming to NFP as yes. a doctor, it's just amazing. Yeah. And so definitely, like Karen said earlier, we want to make sure we encourage everybody to go to our podcast and download the last segment because it is just fascinating. Share it with everybody. Um, And then, of course, this segment coming up is going to be equally fascinating. But before we get into that, we wanted to mention, we talked about the FEM app um, on FEM Health. It really truly is one of the best apps that I've seen. But to really encourage people, if you download an app, you need to get training from a, um, a trained practitioner to be able to use it for family planning. It's great for um, health regardless, but if you're going to rely on it for family planning, you need that training. Don't just download an app and think that you're practicing you're NFP. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's where all those statistics get wacky is when people don't get the proper training. And um, they're even right now, um, Danielle was saying that they're cooperating with the University of Mary in our listening area up there in Fargo. And they're Bismarck. working. Bismarck. Oh, thank you. Right. Uh, working with um, the ner- nurse practitioner training. And so they're bringing FemHealth, you know, to the universities near us. That's super exciting. It's amazing how it's being, in fact, that she was at sea and connecting with doctors and patients. And now right here in our listening area, there's a presence that that is just going to bless the entire listening area. It really is. It really is. We're, we're, we're a small global community now. You know, we really truly mm-hmm. can be practicing with each other all over the world. That's amazing. Yeah. So Talking about around the world. Around the world, yeah. You know, we've been, our theme today is kind of health or, or truth, truth and how, you know, truth can't contradict truth and the, the God of our faith mm-hmm. is the same God of science and reason and everything else and the ways that we can share the truths of our faith by appealing to not only our faith but also to logic and reason and science. And our next guest, Camille Polly, is a beautiful example of using all of the faculties of reason that God has given us to bring forth the truth about the gift of life. And she is the president and CEO and co-founder of Healing the Culture. So we have Camille Polly on the line. Good morning, Camille. Good morning. Hi, Amy. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Well, I have been just dying to <laughs> talk to Camille for ages. I think Amy is almost fangirl I'm totally. geeky over here. <laughs> it's been so much fun today. It's like, you know, I get to talk to my favorite people. And so months ago, somebody texted me on Facebook and said, hey, Guess have you what? ever heard of Camille Polly? You know, she's the founder of this website. Have I heard of this website? Well, she's moved to Rapid City. And I was just like, what? How could this be? You know? And so we just have this incredible gift in our area of this incredible ministry and Camille for bringing us this ministry. And um, so let's start by telling, having you tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you are very kind and very gracious and I appreciate that very much. I think that the spark really here is what you do for Catholic radio listeners and the, the, just the wonderful work and the 
you were right. That first hour was exceptional, and I, I learned so much, and I'm a little bit scared and trembling, but, but uh, hopefully we, um, we give people some really good news and good information about what's happening in the pro-life movement. You know, I, I started healing the culture with Father Spitzer in 1993 when he was a professor of philosophy at um, Seattle University. It was just a project at the time, and then we formally incorporated it in 2003, and it has done international. It's an incredible ministry, a very new and different uh, side to the pro-life movement. And, um, you know, we, uh, we, just, we were in Seattle, and Seattle is just not a good place right now for ministries that want to blossom and grow. They're doing everything they can to shut down small businesses and nonprofits. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we had the riots, and we had the shutdowns, and we had the, you know, the socialism, and then um, the violence. And I thought, i got to go somewhere where businesses and nonprofits and ministries in the church are flourishing. And my husband put together what we call the mother of all spreadsheets, <laughs> compared all 50 states with about 60 different, you know, categories of comparison. And South Dakota was just top, 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 all along the line. So we visited a few other states and loved, just fell in love with it. I'd never been to Rapid I'd always wanted to see the monument, you know, and I'd uh-huh. never gone to see Mount Rushmore. And loved it and wept. You know, and thought, this is America. Everybody is free here. So we came and have not been disappointed. It's just been a very welcoming community to our pro-life mission. And um, and we're hiring now a whole bunch of positions, local positions, and we're building a new film studio in Rapid City, and we're going to continue to do national and international work right here from uh, beautiful Rapid City. Oh, that's so exciting. I mean, and it really is. It is. I don't know if other people have the same sense, but I just have this sense that something remarkable, amazing, <laughs> is happening here in Rapid City and probably our whole listening area. And you I guys coming here is it's just right. evidence. Yeah, yeah, it drew me and it's drawing a lot of other people too. So we've met more people in Rapid City who are transplants in the last two years than who are locals. So and it's they're crazy. All, you know, they're all good, faithful people who want to change the world. It's just been very exciting. Crazy but good in a good way. Yeah, and it says something that we're, you know, that's the kind of people that are attracted to Rapid City right now. And right. again, to yeah. our whole listening area, I think our whole listening area is experiencing a boom of sorts. But of course, I'm a little partial to Rapid City. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you mentioned Father Spitzer. So you're talking about Father Robert Spitzer, right? Yes. Father Robert and so Spitzer how, is... Go ahead. Go ahead. This collaboration between you guys, you know, t- yeah. tell us how that came about. And, of course, tell us a little bit about him, anybody that's not familiar with, with Father Robert Spitzer. Sure, sure. The universe. So, so Father Spitzer is a Jesuit, um, and he is a, a very longtime pro-life advocate. He's published with Ignatius Press several books. He's got a program called Spitzer Universe on EWTN. Um, and he, has, he runs the Magis Center out of California, uh, Los Angeles area which does proofs for God's existence and um, exegetical study on the divinity of Jesus and a bunch of other philosophical and theological pursuits. But we are his pro-life ministry. And I met him back in 1993 when he was brand new at Seattle University, and I was brand new in the pro-life professional world. I'd just gotten hired in my 20s as the director of education for this Washington State Right to Life organization, and he was on the board, and they threw me together with him and said, this guy's got some interesting ideas. Your job is to grow it into a program. So I got to sit with him for like four hours one day where he unloaded this four-hour philosophical explication of the pro-life movement. And it oh, was wow. so rich and so deep. Yeah, it was like, 
everybody says listening to Father Spencer is like drinking water through a fire hydrant. You can't get enough, and half of it is flashing <laughs> out. You know, and you're trying to retain it all. And so right. you need it all. You know, you're trying to open your mouth wider and wider. And I was overwhelmed, and I said, I'm hooked for life. So I grew a program, and um, you know, it's all based on on philosophy. It's all based. It takes the pro life movement to a whole new level that is completely irrefutable by our opposition. Because it argues that abortion, euthanasia, assisted suicide will never make you happy, will never lead to true success, will not bring about quality of life, is, is contrary to love, is counterproductive to true freedom, and violates every important cultural and um, uh, uh, the principle of civilization, major principle of civilization that keeps civilization alive. So, so abortion and euthanasia are not only violating all of these principles, but it's actually causing people to underlive their lives radically. And so when we give these presentations in schools and churches and universities and debates, our audience is literally, literally floored because they've never heard this before from anybody, let alone from the pro-life movement. So it's just been a, a really wonderful and very positive, you know, part of the work that the movement does. And I, I love every aspect of the pro-life movement, but I'm really blessed to be in this part of it. Oh, that's so fascinating and so exciting, and especially right now. You know, we talked about Rapid City right now, but really in our country right now, we are potentially at a critical juncture in pro-life history. You know, can you tell us a little bit about that Dobbs case that's in front of the Supreme Court right now? And, um, you know, how it is that maybe the Supreme Court could actually use that to overturn Roe versus Wade? So this is, um, you know, Dobbs versus Jackson's. Uh, Jackson Women's Health Organization in Mississippi. Um, it's ch- the health organization, quote unquote, is challenging a Mississippi law that um, would make abortion um, illegal after 15 weeks. And um, it's in front of the Supreme Court in uh, you know last month. They heard the case. The hearings were amazing, um, and we'll expect the decision in June. The justices have all been their minds by now. And, probably are, you know, writing their decision, but it won't be revealed until soon. And it's extremely significant because what Dobbs does is uh, that the law challenges the notion of viability as the standard that Roe versus Wade set for when a state can limit abortions or can outlaw abortions. It challenges that and it goes pre-viability to 15 weeks. Of course, what does viability mean? It means when, when the child can survive outside the womb. Right. And this is a moving target. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was 26 weeks at one point, and then 24 weeks, and then 22 weeks. And, um, you know, it, it's a completely arbitrary, completely subjective line of when a human, uh, you know, being should be allowed to have personhood allotted to it, you know, assigned to it. Um, and uh, and it's, it's really just really just a farce. Um, so, so this allows the justices to determine... You know that um, to make a, dis- a determination on whether the viability standard is a good standard, and there was a lot of cases on ethic hearings that they reject that. Oh, that's so fascinating. It, I am absolutely in awe right now. I mean, I feel like I'm sitting at the foot of wisdom itself. No but kidding. <laughs> we have had. No, I mean, this. Yeah. This show has just been absolutely amazing today. I feel like the hearts of the people are being touched and the right people are listening today. But Amen. 
Right now, we have to take a break because that's just what we do here on Real Presence Live. We get right into the good stuff and then we have to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about healing the culture and more about this pursuit of truth in any Amen. form. So when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation here live from the Mustard Seed in Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm Karen Gibas, along and with... I'm Amy Julian. And we are so happy you're listening here on Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. It's very, uh, very often in our men's group that somebody will bring up something that they've heard on Catholic Radio and Real Presence Radio, and they'll uh, you know, bring it up and, and we'll talk about it. Uh, we just finished a book on fatherhood. Show Me the Father is what it was called. And I, uh, it really stirred a lot of the men there. And, and fortunately, we have about 20, 22 men that show up every Tuesday morning. And uh, several of them are young men with young families. And uh, I'm very jealous of them because I thought, good heavens, if I had had that in my life when I was young and had a young family, what a great blessing it would have been. But uh, but it's uh, it's uh, you can see the spirit moving in the group, and uh, it's just very, very positive and very important to the growth of their faith. And as you know, in our culture today, we, uh, we need support. We need to uh, know that there's other people out there that think like we do and that uh, are strong in their faith, uh, because we need to raise warriors for the faith. There's just no question about it. In this season of giving, give a life-changing gift to yourself or someone you love. Give the gift of education. What better time than now to complete a bachelor's degree, earn a graduate degree, or tailor your education with a certificate from the University of Mary. With classes available online, in the evenings, or a combination of both, your degree at Mary will fit into your schedule. Give yourself the gift of a flexible, affordable education from Mary. Learn more at online.umary.edu. Online.umary.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with Amy Julian, and we are broadcasting live from the Mustard Seed in Rapid City, South Dakota. Hey, we're having a great show today, so make sure you check out the podcast um, and any of your podcasting platforms and download this interview, the one before that, the hour before, and send them to someone in your life who needs to hear this message. Absolutely. Because it is uh, the things that are being spread today are the truth, but the truth with a, a, a approachable, mm-hmm. understandable way, not just in your th- Face, which I think sometimes turns people off, but it's an absolutely beautiful show today, huh, Amy? 
It really is. And I think we're incredibly blessed to have um, both of these lovely women here with us today. Um, and especially blessed that Camilla is actually part of our local community. I, know. I mean, <laughs> so. we're over here gigging out. I mean, ah, she's Rapid City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to have this kind of expertise here, um, we were talking about the, the Dobbs case that's currently in front of the Supreme Court right before break. And so you had um, started giving us um, a little bit of the background about the Dobbs case. Um, but why is it that this actually could be game changer for us? Well, it, Roe State, I think, is going to be overturned. I could be wrong, but at least going to be badly damaged. And Bo is, I mean, arguably the most intellectually dishonest Supreme Court decision that's ever been written. You basically had Justice Harry Blackman, you know, ask a whole bunch of theologians and doctors and philosophers, you know, when personhood begins, which was a completely confusing question because personhood begins when human beings begin at the beginning. So what do you mean when does human personhood begin? So of course they're confused by the question. So he uses that in his decision to say, oh, well, philosophers and doctors and theologians are confused about when personhood begins, and so we certainly can't decide, so we'll let abortion be legal, which was a completely erroneous decision, complete violation of the principle of non-maleficence, which is do no harm. If you don't mm-hmm. know whether or not you're committing a harm against a human being, you don't do the harm, right? But he, right. Goes, he says, go ahead and commit the harm, go ahead and commit the evil. And these Supreme Court justices today, they know that. They know, everybody knows that this is a specious argument, a terrible decision, with no basis in law. You know, Clarence Thomas in the, in the hearing in December was kept asking, what is the right that is at stake here? He kept asking the pro-choice attorney and the pro-abortion attorney, and she kept saying, well, liberty. It's the liberty interest of the woman. So Samuel Alito, Justice Alito, comes back and says, well, what about the interest of life that the unborn child has. The unborn child has an interest as well in this, his life. Mm-hmm. And of course, she comes back and says, well, yes, yes, there's Nick, yes, the unborn child has a life interest at some point, you know, some unknown point that nobody can determine when it is, and so it's just a serial point. And of course, now this is a big setup for the life versus liberty, uh, you know, consideration. And of course, the most basic principle of justice is the principle of inalienable rights, and when you have life and liberty conflicted against one another, life obviously takes precedence, because without the right to life, the liberty right is a new point. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, you, just, you look at the lack of logic on the other side, the lack of biology on the other side, you know, over 5,000 biologists from a thousand different academic institutions have confirmed that a human being begins, its life begins at fertilization. They're on the wrong side of history, the wrong side of biology, the wrong side of logic. And I, I just think it's going to, I think Roe is going to go. That's my opinion. Oh, that's just... We'll pray for it. <laughs> mind-boggling to even contemplate because it has just seemed like this monolithic decision that, you know, principles like the stare decisis principle of not contradicting their previous decisions, you know, is just, you know, but what if your decision was wrong? You know, exactly. How can you just you rest on that? Judge Lockheed being a case in point, so. Right. Yeah, I just hope logic prevails this time and justice prevails because every delay is causing the death of thousands and thousands of innocent children. Yeah, every day. Yeah, every day. And just hearing you talk about this and the language that you use is kind of, you know, what our show is centered on today, you know, using language other than our, you know, 
our faith principles, but the language, mm -hmm. you know, of universal rights and philosophy. And I love the way that you approach that. And can you talk about these, you know, universal human rights? Well, you actually, you just did talk about that. Sure. But how do you use this language and how do you apply that to abortion and euthanasia? So Father Spitzer has, and many of your listeners will know this, has this beautiful philosophy on the human person. And a portion of it is called the four levels of happiness. And, uh, you know, he pulls from Aristotle and Aquinas and other great thinkers of history that human beings have four different kinds of desires. You know, we desire physical pleasure and material fulfillment. That's the tangible. We desire ego gratification, power and control and self-esteem and being admired and popular and, and, and being successful. But more than those two levels, human beings, if we only live for that, we become depressed, jealous, angry, bitter, contemptuous. We, we really sense this, this living beneath ourselves. And so human beings need to aspire to level three and four to be healthy and to truly be happy. And level three, of course, is giving yourself to the good of another, through love or justice or bringing beauty into the world or building home, you know, a home in the world. Um, you know, truth, bringing about truth and, and helping others to learn the truth. And, and human beings need that and we desire it and we connect to it. And when we do, we become creative and generous and kind and compassionate. And all the good things about human beings comes out. But the problem with level three is that we want it perfectly and eternally and absolutely and unconditionally. So we need level four, which is the belief that truth, love, justice, and beauty and being are eternal and are ultimate and unconditional as a reality, and that's God. And so it's the leap to faith and the surrender to God. So what we do is help people see that abortion and euthanasia really come out of a level one and two perspective. Not only does it come out of those perspectives, but it really causes people to live for those lower understandings of success. Mm -hmm. Freedom, you know, freedom is just choices. All my choices before me all the time, regardless of how it hurts other people, you know. Or success. Success is getting ahead, regardless of whom I'm crushing to get there. You know? Right. Or love. Yeah, love is admire me or give me what I want, instead of love being a surrender to the goodness of the other and a self-sacrifice to the needs of the other. So, so we show our audiences how level one and level two are hurting you, killing you. And abortion and euthanasia can only survive through level one and two mentalities. And then we move them to levels three and four, and it completely changes their perspective about, um, you know, about abortion because it changes their perspective about what's going to make them happy right. and what's going to build quality of life and what's going to really make them free. Right. And, you know, hearing you outline that, it reminds me when I was in psychology in college, you know, a million years ago, and they would talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I remember even yeah. then yeah. feeling like, it was so incomplete, and this idea of self-actualization as the pinnacle of our right. needs was so shallow. Right. Yeah. Okay, Maslow points to that. He says, what's the peak of your need? It's self-actualization. But he never says something good. <laughs> right. How do you actualize yourself? And this is where, you know, Scripture really baptizes Maslow. He says, look, you need love, truth, justice, goodness, and you need these things unconditionally. And when you don't have it, you go into a crisis of despair. Because you try to make other people be God for you, and you try to be God for them, and it can't, it doesn't work. So you become cynical because you have vast expectations. So, so that you know, this is such an eye-opener to people. But more than that, Amy, when people start considering level three and four as their meaning in life, which 
about 85 to 90% of our audiences do by the time we're done with our, with our discussions and lectures with them. Mm-hmm. Even from the most secular colleges and universities, it blows open the door for them to, for the first time, consider logical principles, ethical principles, principles of justice that they never considered before. And once you do that, abortion collapses. Euthanasia right. collapses. Right. It makes us other-centered instead of self-centered. It does. It absolutely yeah. does. I mean, one, one good example is how do you define a person? Well, if you're living for level one and two, a human person is defined whatever I want it to be. Well, if you're in my way, you're not a person, right? <laughs> if you're right, a certain yeah. color and I don't like you, you're not a person. If you're a certain age and you're in my way, you're not a person. You know, if you're a certain ethnicity and I don't like you, you're, you're not a person. But in level three and four, that, a person in level three and four says, wait a minute, you can't do that. A personhood is an objective fact. You either are or you aren't. You can't be based on somebody else's perception of whether or not you're useful to their life. Because if that's true, then all personhood is subjective. And there's really no such thing as personhood. It's all just a construct of our imagination that nobody has any moral worth and nobody has any legal protectability, except insofar as people come together by vote and kind of imagine it into existence. But to a level three, four person, that doesn't make any sense. Because we are capable of love and truth and justice and goodness and kindness, there's something intrinsically morally real about a human person. We really have this essence in our nature that is good. There's a moral goodness to human person. And because of that, it has to be legally protected. Human beings have to be protected under the law. And then that opens up the door to these principles of ethics. A really big one is ends don't justify the means. Uh, you cannot kill a human being in order to bring about someone else's good, like increased liberty, because you are undermining the goodness you are trying to achieve. So all these principles work together to really open people's eyes to a new way to think about the, the pro-life issues. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, my heart is burning within me. <laughs> you know, I want to set the world on fire and how I wish it was already begun, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is. Go I was gonna say this is so wonderful, you know, and um, it, it's just, it's just amazing. Again, it goes back to that core um, focus that we kind of had today of the truth, you know, being something that should be universally appealing to people, you know. And you mm-hmm. can use any language. You can use the language of our faith, but you can also use the language of logic and reason. And that, that truth, when we seek that truth, it's going to lead us to God. And, and your um, four levels just, you know, demonstrate that so beautifully. Yeah. yeah we, we gave a debate once in front of 700 college students at the University of California in Berkeley. Isn't that Berkeley? And um, these kids were just, you could have heard a pin drop. And afterwards, it was mostly the guys who came to talk to me and ask questions after the class was over. And these guys had all these questions. Well, how do you apply this philosophy to you know, poverty and overpopulation and hunger and rape and incest and life of the mother and disability? They wanted to see the application, and when they saw that it was all consistent, they were convinced. It was oh, wow. amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. Well, we're going to take a break here on Real Presence Live, but when we come back, we're going to talk about a training event that is going to be available to our listeners. But before that, I'm sure that we have more to talk about just the pursuit of truth and and just making abortion unthinkable in today's culture is, is a topic we could spend hours on Amen, in itself. Yeah. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. <laughs> Live. 
engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard-to-fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Today, Tuesday, December 28th, the Feast of the Holy Innocents, one of my favorite feast days in all of the calendar year, mostly because I have a son that was born today, and and I hear there's a bunch of birthdays going around on our interview right now. Amy, yeah, birthday? my birthday's the 26th, the day after Christmas. My mom thought I was heartburn, but it turned out <laughs> hopefully better than heartburn. <laughs> I suppose it depends on who you ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And our uh, guest, Camille, has just celebrated her da- daughter, I think's birthday yesterday, right? Yeah, she turned nine. Yeah. It's amazing. It was beautiful. Lots yeah. of mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> no mermaids at my birthday party, but we did play... Throw throw burrito, which was a new game. <laughs> there will be I no... just got that as a Christmas gift. Oh, that's it's, our... it's fabulous. I, we're throwing burritos at each other all day long. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there will be no throwing burritos and no mermaids at my son's seventeenth birthday party this <laughs> evening. <laughs> but it's all still good, right? It's about building. I mean, even within our families, building a culture of life, even within the family and within things as simple as a birthday party. Right. So, yeah, celebrating that life and then also, you know, creating those relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, because we can, um, 
really understand and appreciate life when we have those relationships, relationships. you know. And so, a practical, yeah, you know, way to utilize what we're trying to push into society, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. And so we've been visiting with Camille Polly, president and CEO and co-founder of Healing the Culture, which is an organization that seeks to make abortion unthinkable, like we were saying before, and building that culture of life. And um, one of the things I was just amazed with, Camille, is looking at your website and how, you know, you're not just speaking to adults here. You're speaking to people of all ages, right? We are. We've spent the last 20 years building curricula and resources for people to be able to use this program in any audience of any age, secular or religious. And, um, you know, those products and programs are available to people right now. Your listeners can use these right now. We have a website, for example, called respectlife.university. And Mm -hmm. that website has short five-minute, six, seven-minute clips on every, um, you know, on significant issues like what about rape and incest? So they have little explainer videos. Some of them are animated. Yes. Um, it's a new project, so we'll be building it. We'd like to eventually have 100 videos or more, but right now it's oh, probably wow. about a dozen, a dozen or 15 videos on issues like rape and incest and life of the mother and disabilities and um, issues like uh, in vitro fertilization. Um, and we even dealt with the COVID issue. You know, we, we have a video on the, um, the vaccines, which I think is very helpful for people when they're trying to discern the use of the vaccines from the abortifacient aspect. You know, we, we have all kinds of different thoughts about the vaccines on all kinds of other issues, but we stick to just the abortifacient aspect for that video. And it's really been helpful for college students and adults. Um, but we also have a curriculum called Principles and Choices, and um, people can find that curriculum on our website, healingtheculture.com. It is a textbook-based program for high school students it can also be used in seventh and eighth grades. We've used it with success there. And the first book, it's three books, three, three workbooks, and it comes with video and it comes with a little game, a card game, and an audio drama. And uh, the, the three books are, the first one is on the four levels of happiness and helps students move through those levels, applies it to all those issues like success and love and quality of life and suffering. And then at the end of the book, ties it into abortion and gives an argument against abortion using those principles. The second book focuses on those principles of truth and logic and gives a strong argument for the personhood of the unborn child. And then the third book deals with those principles of ethics and justice and uh, wraps up with a strong argument against abortion as well. And so usually people use the first book in ninth grade, the second in 10th, and the third in 11th. Um, It makes a wonderful semester course in a high school. It's also usable in a religious education program in a parish, Uh, and we can show parishes how to do that with some of the tools. The textbook isn't usually what they use. They use the other peripheral tools. And it makes a great home study program. You can get all three of those books and put it together in a homeschooling setting and do all three in one semester with a, with a homeschool student as early even as, you know, eighth grade. Wow. Um, because you can, it's just you have more flexibility in a homeschool setting. So, again, principles and choices. And now we even have a program for little kids. <laughs> it's called Philo and Sophie. Philo is a British penguin, and Sophie is a goofy mermaid, because you have to have a, a penguin and a mermaid and everything. Yeah, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> and there's a red furry monster named Frank. You have to have that, too. He's the sidekick. And um, it's kind of like Sesame Street. We do it in these little Sesame Street vignettes. It's highly professional. It, it costs almost a million dollars to produce. 
Um, and it's a fantastic video-based program for little kids to learn these principles, the four levels of happiness, success, and quality of life. Um, even the principle of non-contradiction, we teach that to second graders. That oh, that's something amazing. cannot logically, yep, something cannot be and not be at the same time, at the same place, in the same respect. And the way we do it is just hysterical, but it's also extremely effective. We use songs, you know, we have a song called the Con- Contradiction Fiction. <laughs> you know, contradictions <laughs> are fiction. And these yeah. kids love the songs and, um, and they learn the concepts. And then we even apply it to some pro-life concepts. We don't talk about abortion or euthanasia with that age group at all. Mm-hmm. But we'll do, like, in one episode, Frank the Furry Monster goes up to a woman who is pregnant, who's a friend of his named Katya, and he notices her stomach is huge, and he says, oh, your stomach is huge. What did you eat for lunch? And she <laughs> says, that's not lunch. That's a baby. And he says, oh, I hate to break it to you, but you need to exercise more. So they have this <laughs> argument about <laughs> whether it's a baby or lunch. And then he, you know, he learns, he says, well, well, it's a baby for you, but for me, it's lunch. And then Sophie the mermaid comes in and says, no, 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 that's a contradiction. So they learn how to apply this in subtle ways that directly combat the pro-choice, pro-abortion arguments without even talking about abortion. So that later on when they're older and they learn about abortion and they hear these specious arguments, they're able to say, what? You can't do that. That's a complete violation of the most basic principle of all that logic. (laughs) You know, and, and it's, it's awesome. You know, I mean, teachers love it. And people can get that program. It's, it, we have its own website, philoandsophie.org. But that's a little hard to spell and remember. So if people just go to healingtheculture.com, our main website, they mm-hmm. can get a link to Philo and Sophie's website. Um, so I'd recommend people go to healingtheculture.com for all of our programs, and you can get links to all of those other programs. I just signed up already. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Good for you. I want to hear you singing those songs. Oh, I'm dying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Show tunes, yeah. Show tunes is one of my passions, too. You know, and it's all all free. The Philo and Sophie program is all free right now. You don't have to pay for the videos. It's also on all the vignettes are loaded up on uh, YouTube, so you can share them with your friends and with other people and easily access access them. And we'll be creating, right now, Philo and Sophie is K through 2. We'll be creating 3rd, 4th, and 5th grade pieces in the next um, two years. Great. And anybody who wants to help us, if anyone has media production experience and wants to help us, go to HealingTheCulture.com and contact me because we would love to use you in our program. So, And acting experience, too, if anybody wants to act or puppet. There you go. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, that I'm so excited. So when we come back, we're going to talk about... Um, we oh, still have a little bit We more. still have a few more minutes. Oh, yeah. yay. Well, so we can start talking about... Uh, people in Rapid City or in the Rapid City area, um, how we can hear more of this and really dive deeply into it in the event that we're having um, for our Social Justice Commission on January 29th, where we're going to highlight Healing the Culture. And Camille, you're uh, presenting the Life Principles Academy. Tell us about that. Yes, I'm so grateful that you're giving me this opportunity because I love the Life Principles Academy. It's, a, it's basically an all-day training where people, and it's, it's in a retreat format as well, so there's some opportunity for spiritual, the, I think you're going to have mass, right, and confession and some, some reflection time. Holy but hour, it's an, it's, yeah. And a holy hour, but it's an all-day event where you will get to learn the entire curriculum, all ten of the principles we teach, and four levels of happiness, how to apply it to abortion and euthanasia, and then practicum, where you get a chance to actually practice using this material in conversations, in debates, 
um, you know, at work, over the water cooler, with your family, and you get a chance to see the principles in action so that, you know, how do I actually break this up? How do I break up the principle of intrinsic dignity, <laughs> you know, with my brother? <laughs> you know, how do right. you fit in the, those logical principles when you're just in a conversation with someone? So we're going to show you how to do that. And the training w- is, is useful for anybody who wants to have deeper knowledge on the pro-life movement and why be pro-life. Very useful for anybody who's teaching, um, you know, whether it's religious ed or homeschooling or at a Catholic school or any, any form of teaching, but also very useful for any pro-life advocate who, is, who wants to do pro-life advocacy. And I would say for young people, if you got a teenager or college student in your family who's, you know, who's local in the area, send them to this. Uh, because this kind of training will go very far for them if they want to work for the pro-life movement professionally in their future. So we actually we certify you, you graduate from our academy, and um, and that certification can help people in the future if they want to work for the pro-life movement. But even if you don't, I mean, it's just a wonderful opportunity to go deep on the beauty of being pro-life. Right. And just like we talked about at the beginning of the first hour, you know, that my interest in this truth, you know, was sparked by a young man who was concerned that his um, majoring in chemistry might undermine his faith. And so something like this, even if you didn't have any plan to work in uh, the pro-life movement, just being able to have the conversation so that you didn't have to be threatened by people that were pro-choice or pro-abortion undermining your faith and your conviction about, you know, what life truly is. Absolutely right, because when you go off to college, you're going to be hit from all sides on how stupid and uh, unintellectual the pro-life movement is, and it's actually the opposite. And, um, you know, these principles will help you see right through their argument. Absolutely. Well, we need to take another break, and when we come back, we can talk more about um, this training and get some more details on where to sign up for this training here in the Rapid City area, and maybe discuss some more things that are available through Healing the Culture, even just um, what you offer to people even in other areas, not immediately here in the Rapid City area. But um, thank you so much for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting... um, from the Mustard Seed here in Rapid City, the best Catholic bookstore in all of Western South Dakota. And I suppose the Mustard Seed is the best Catholic bookstore in all of Eastern South Dakota, too, in Sioux Falls. So I suppose I better be fair about that. <laughs> I, but here, stay with us here on Real Presence Live. We will be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4000. 
888-888-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our last segment here on Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with the absolutely fantastic Amy Julian. She's so kind. That must be my birthday gift. But we're talking about truth, Amy. We are talking about truth. And so, yeah, okay, I'll accept that then. <laughs> I'm not going to contradict you. Oh, we, we were, before the break, we were talking about the Life Principles Academy um, that's going to be happening here in Rapid City on Saturday, January 29th. Mm-hmm. How do people who are listening sign up for this amazing workshop academy thing (laughs) yeah so we are hammering out the details you know as we speak um but uh, we will by hopefully by the end of the week have it the registration live on the rapidcitydiocese.org website so rapidcitydiocese.org backslash sjc or of course they can call us at the diocese anytime and um and and find out more information about it but um it'll be out at terra sancta Okay. And so we're in the process of, like we said, hammering out all those details. But the key information is that we're going to have Camille Polly there with Healing <laughs> the, the Culture and the Life Principles Academy. And then we're going to also incorporate our faith and make this as as immersive as an experience as possible, you know, not only with the um, exercises and, and opportunities that Camille gives us with the, the Life Principles Academy, but also with, uh, you know, Holy Hour and confessions and then hopefully closing with Mass. And that's that's our hope. That's our plan. And it's a full day. It's a full day. Yeah. And um, because we've had a little bit of success this year with our Rachel's Vineyard training, which we've talked about in other mm-hmm. things, um, we're actually kind of um, subsidizing this. Um, with healing the culture and so our um, registration fee suggested donation would be twenty dollars that will cover the meals involved for the day um and then of course people have the opportunity to be able to donate more toward this but we want to make this as accessible as possible for families for kids for students um and again the gift of having camille here in our diocese (laughs) (laughs) makes this all possible thank you You're, you're very sweet very kind I'm excited. I, I hope a lot of people sign up. It's going to be a great event. Yeah. So who might come to this training event? Well, usually the kinds of people who come are people who want to apply it. So, again, we get parents, a lot of parents, um, high school and college students should definitely attend, and anybody who is in an education field. 
um, you know, whether you teach at a school or a parish or a homeschool co-op. Um, uh, pastors and deacons should definitely attend. Religious clergy, um, religious should attend. So, um, you know, it's really, really for, and then for anybody who wants to learn more, I'd love to see a lot of Knights of Columbus there. They're always wonderful because oh, they have so, so much insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pro-life is their, is their mission. So, uh, uh, you know, anybody who just wants the opportunity to hear more about why we are pro-life. Right, and so you don't need to be in a position of teaching, you know, so if you're just... No. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, if you just are passionately pro-life yourself and you want maybe a new way to speak about this. Right. Yes. You know, and I would also say if you're in a job, kind of a dead-end job, and you'd like to consider a career in pro-life, you should definitely come to this and meet me because we have a bunch of positions open and learning this would be a good first step. Oh, that's fascinating. So when people walk away from this after a day with the Life Principles Academy or one of your other training opportunities, how does this impact their lives? Oh, my gosh. The first time I heard this from Father Spitzer, I was just, like I said, I, I was amazed and overwhelmed. And I thought, well, I had never heard this before. I had been doing pro-life advocacy, um, kind of the more extreme. You know, I was a college student, and I was doing mm-hmm. nutty things like putting paper mache fetuses on my head and walking around campuses with <laughs> murderer signs, you know, on my body. You know, all these crazy okay, things that's a new one. <laughs> we were nuts. And then I met Father Spitzer and was like, what? Stop the horses. Oh, I'm getting off that train and getting on this new one. And it totally changed not only my 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 perspective on pro-life, but changed my whole life and how I was living it. You know, and I, I really had to do some introspective reflection about what, you know, what am I living for? And where is this pro-life advocacy coming from? Is it also for righteousness? You know, or am I really feeling a sense of compassion for the other? And it totally changed me. And I've seen amazing conversations, Amy, from people who have gone through our curriculum and taken our trainings and from people who've listened to our talks. I remember this one time um, I was teaching at a high school, and I um, it, excuse me, it was a high it was a high school religious education program through a church, and I was supposed to be the whole group, but only two girls showed up, two little girls, like fourteen, fifteen years old, showed up, and I I could have thought, well, oh, forget it, I'm not doing this for two people, I'm going home, but I didn't. Of course, I sat down with them on a couch, and I started going through the whole curriculum with them one on one by one, you know, one on one. Turns out they were sisters, and as they talked, they got more and more quiet. They started asking a lot of questions, and they got more and more quiet. And at the end of the whole curriculum, their eyes just glazed, and they began crying. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? What, what happened? And one of them said, well, um, our mom is really pro-choice, and we're supposed to be too, but I don't know how I'm going to tell my mom I'm not pro-choice anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and, oh, yeah, and I, you know, my heart was just leaping for joy, but also really feeling for the pain that she was experiencing, wanting to be in solidarity with her mother. You know, mm-hmm. this is her mother. And yet knowing that she could no longer believe in something that her mother held so close and so important in their family. So we prayed together, and I... You know, I really honor people who make that, that conversion, that step. We had another experience, and we have these experiences all the time where we get letters back from people who've attended our trainings, but, but one of them uniquely was a, a young woman who attended one of our trainings when she was young. Uh, in high school, she went because her mom made her go. She wanted to be a doctor, and um, years later I heard back from her. She became a doctor and wrote me a letter that she was on the cusp of jumping off the Catholic ship. Um, because she was just so tired of everything. And her um, going to this training, she said it made her realize that the pro-life movement is very sophisticated. 
um, has answers to all of her questions and is very deep as well. And so it, it brought her not only back to the pro-life perspective, but brought her back to her faith, which, you know, was not something I was expecting. And that was amazing to see as well. And we've also seen some unique conversions in even younger people. We had a group of sisters teaching our curriculum in 7th and 8th grade classes in Nebraska. And one of them wrote me a letter that one of the little boys, one of her students was suicidal, had tried to commit suicide three times, and went through the curriculum on the four levels of happiness, and then went to his teacher and said to her, this is the first time I've really felt like my life has any value. I want to get help. Yes, and so he went into therapy after that, and did very well and um, years later she told me that he you know he was still uh, doing very well so you know this program is so needed on so many levels not just to combat abortion and euthanasia but to combat the whole culture of death in every one of its ugly forms Yes, and we're so excited to be able to bring you to our social justice workshop um, at January 29th we'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a minute but we want to thank you Camille so much for taking the time to be with us um, oh thank you Amy today oh yeah it is such a blessing that you're in our diocese and and we're just excited to be able to share this with everybody because it's amazing how we can use true logic to combat the faulty logic that mm-hmm. the pro-choice side is trying to you know inundate us with yeah. Well, and thank you and all of you listeners for building a culture of life here in Rapid City that should be imitated by and the envy of all the, you know, the major cities throughout the country, and hopefully it will catch on, because you've Amen. done amazing, good Christian spiritual work here. Well, that praise about Rapid City, we're going to send it up to Fargo, to Therese, to tell us about tomorrow's show. Yeah, thank you, Karen. So on the next Real Presence Live, that'll be tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central Time. Tim Mosier is your host coming to you live from the Fargo studio. He'll discuss the importance of youth standing up for life with Brandon Schott from Shanley High School. Then Mark Holcraft will share this year's highlights for Real Presence Radio. And Chris Kraft and Ed Konetska from the Diocese of Bismarck will talk about a march for life in your backyard. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live That's Wednesday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Wow, Amy, what a show today. Wow, is right. What beautiful ladies we've had here today to discuss their incredible passion and knowledge and and truth about the life that God is giving us to live. Exactly. Do you want to remind our listeners about the... Um, where they can find more information about the Life Principles Academy quickly? Uh, Yeah, so to learn about Camille's organization, go to healingtheculture.com, and then we will be bringing them to Rapid City um, for our social justice workshop on January 29th. And hopefully by the end of today, we'll have up on our website, uh, rapidcitydiocese.org backslash SJC for Social Justice Commission, uh, the, the place to register for our day. And we'll be developing this and have a beautiful day to bring to you at the end of the month on January 29th. Oh, that's so great. And of course, um, we'll probably end up talking more about it here on Real Presence Live and do an update about how it went. It'll be so wonderful. I am so excited. I'm going to sign up. I I think it'll be fantastic. I'm really excited about it. That's great. Well, thank you to all of our listeners for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. As always, you can find the podcast on realpresenceradio.com or any of your 
podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to um, thank God today for the life that he has given you. Amen. It's been a blessing to be with you today, Amy. As always. Thank you so much for putting together today's show for us here on Real Presence Live. You are a blessing to us and to our listeners. Well, thank you for allowing me to indulge my passion. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Well, thank you to everyone here on Real Presence Live's listening audience. God bless you and keep God in the forefront of your day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.